0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
1: Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on another disappointing Champions League away day for Liverpool. Fortunately, the 2-1 defeat to Paris Saint-Germain this evening is not fatal. Last season's losing finalists will definitely qualify for the knockout stages if they beat Napoli 1-0 or by two clear goals in their final group game at Anfield on December the 11th but they will have to improve on the performance they produced in the first half of the Parc de France. A James Miller penalty on the stroke of half-time gave the Reds a lifeline, but it was one they could not grasp, as they suffered a third straight defeat away from home in the group stages of the Champions League for the first time. As always, this podcast starts with the definitive verdict from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. You will then hear highlights from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, Before the podcast rounds off with the thoughts of six Liverpool fans who have phoned into this show. Sam Planch, Alex Watt, Ross Strachan, Matt Addison, Matt Whitty and Mark Baker, who is an academy coach at a championship club and who gives us a tactical insight into where it went wrong for the Reds. There's also plenty of discussion on our Blood Red Podcast Facebook group page. To get involved, send us a request to join the group. And as ever, please make sure to subscribe to the Blood Red channel, however you listen to our podcasts, as that will be a big help in us reaching even more Liverpool supporters.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: Well, it's been another desperately disappointing away night for Liverpool in Europe. It finished here PSG 2, Liverpool 1. Uh, an unwanted slice of history for Jurgen Klopp and his players. It means for the first time ever, Liverpool have lost all three away games in a group stage, having already be- been beaten, of course, in-, in Naples and Belgrade. And as a result, that means that uh, their fate in Group C is going to go down to the wire. They now face uh, an all-or-nothing, do-or-die showdown with Napoli at Anfield on December the 11th. The maths are that a 1-0 victory... Would be enough for the Reds to uh, guarantee a place in the last sixteen, or they need to win by two clear goals to uh, to ensure that they finish in the top two in Group C. It's a big ask. We saw in uh, in Naples a couple of months ago what a what a good side Carlo Ancelotti has got there. But Klopp already tonight calling on Kopites uh, to ensure it's it's one of those uh, iconic European nights at Anfield. You know, Liverpool have made a habit of putting supporters through the ringer. In recent years, and uh, you know, nerve-shredding nights of drama, and uh, it certainly looks like we've got another one of those in store in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. It was fair to say that Klopp cut a very agitated figure after the game. He was fuming, um, you know, heavily critical of uh, PSG's play acting. They were an absolute disgrace at times tonight especially Neymar in that second half the way he was throwing himself about and and trying to con the referee who really struggled you know really didn't didn't take control of the game and it was ridiculous really Liverpool ended up picking up six yellow cards to PSG's two you know uh, the referee was was conned at times and Klopp certainly you could tell he was very very annoyed at just how stop start the game was when Liverpool were were desperately trying to build up some momentum um in saying that, I think you know. Th- th- let's be honest. Liverpool didn't didn't deserve anything from this game here tonight. Yes, they rallied in that second half, and and yes, PSG did look vulnerable and were clinging on at times. But Liverpool only had themselves to blame for finding themselves two 0 down because you know in the build up to this game, Klopp talked about needing to play big balls football was his description. You know, being brave and and courageous and composed on the ball. And uh, you know, having no respect for big reputations, which, to be fair, Liverpool did that when they beat PSG at Anfield back in September. But tonight, started the game so so slowly again. Um, they surrendered the initiative. I thought um, you know Klopp went for experience in midfield rather than dynamism, and uh, it it just didn't work. You know, I thought Liverpool got outrun and outclassed in midfield. That trio of Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner. They've won big games for Liverpool in the past, but they never looked like winning this one. Um, Verratti um, was 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 allowed to to pull the strings, really. I mean, the, the Italian international can count himself very lucky. He stayed on the pitch. I think Klopp certainly right there when he said that that should have been a red card offence for the, the studs-up challenge on Joe Gomez f- uh, midway through the first half. Of course, at that point, it was only 1-0. A red card then may well have completely changed the complexion of this game, but... Verratti got away with that, and um, obviously Bernard, had, Bernard had, had fired PSG in front, and then uh, the second one is a, is a great move. To be fair, um, you know, Mbappe, who I thought was was great at times tonight, um, incisive build-up play with Neymar, and then when the when the cross comes in, Allison, who uh, you know could hold his head high, he made some great saves, but you know he denied Cavani, but Neymar was there to. tuck it away and you knew then that it was you know going to be very very tough to come back from that Liverpool did get a lifeline just before half time Sadio Mane I thought was certainly the pick of their attacking players um tonight was positive and direct really ran at PSG and uh it was a it was a horrendous challenge from Angel Di, uh, Di Maria to bring him down but bizarrely the referee initially gave a corner I think uh finally got some advice from his assistants gave the penalty after a long delay, James Milner held his nerve, tucked it away. Um, but you know, for all that huffing and puffing in the second half, when you no know, Liverpool were much improved, they, they didn't create anything. That was the that was the problem. You know, the decision making was, was poor. Um, you could see the holes that they could have picked in this PSG back line, but they weren't not good, weren't precise enough with their their passing to make it happen and um, you know, probably the most damning statistic was that Buffon didn't actually have a save to make. There was only one shot on target from Liverpool and that of course was the penalty. So um, of course you know, there's no disgrace in losing here. What has really hampered Liverpool was just how dire those performances were in Naples and especially in Belgrade because you know if they'd taken three points in Belgrade as they should have done then uh, the group would certainly be looking very different. But um, as it is, you know Liverpool do get another chance. This was always going to be a bigger night for PSG. They knew they had to win. As Klopp said yesterday, Liverpool wanted to win. It hasn't worked out that way, but they've got to dust themselves off and go again. They've now got to park Europe for a, a couple of weeks because they've got some crucial Premier League matches. They can't feel sorry for themselves. And um, you know Klopp's already talking about how you know, he won't need to summon a reaction because it is the Merseyside derby at Anfield on Sunday. He he knows his players will be bang up for that, but uh, you know I think the frustration they would have felt coming off here tonight, uh, having not done themselves justice in the first half, and then having to deal with PSG's antics in the second half, um, I think it will be a fired up Liverpool side that we see take the pitch against Everton on Sunday.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
3: Uh, Jurgen, first of all, how do you feel about the performance tonight?
4: I had no, already twenty interviews after the game, I had to explain it twenty times. So um it still feels not good. It's of course it's a it's a game, it was a very important game for us and we, um it was clear that the start will be like the start was, especially when you saw the lineup the they, they the approach they choose was um <laughs> full risk, especially in the beginning. Try everything as long as your legs carry you. And um that was yeah, a bit of quality they have. Obviously quite um intense to deal with. Ali had two saves, I think, one safe and one, one clearance in other situation. Then the the first goal, yeah, after Bernard it's defended kind of and then Bernard I think with the right foot in the short corner, so but um yeah, it's it's a goal. Um Second one was already counter attack I think, and with the second ball as well, so that's of course a massive threat, eh? so they they however said they took the risk in these situations, and then when you the speed they have is not really to defend, eh? so that's difficult. But in the first one we did in the second ball again, they got it, couldn't could score that, but I always felt um, this game is still open, so if we score one, then uh, we are in the game again. We did that 45th minute. Um, after somebody had to convince the ref, um, I don't know exactly who, um, and yeah, then it was clear. Doing a few things, they were re- in a, yeah. How can I say? There were a lot of spaces uh, which we saw from outside, but obviously the (laughs) voice not that clear on the pitch when we showed them in the half time. Unfortunately, that's football. They adapted as well, especially they closed the last line in the center, which was open in the first half. Unbelievable wide. We didn't use it in the first half, second half when we wanted to use it it was not open anymore. That's football. eh? Use the chance when you have it. Um, Still, we're in the game tried to, or we chase the game actually with, with a lot of passion. But Paris um, was very passionate as well. And then, of course, I spoke now already so often about, it and I know that will be the main headline that Klopp said and stuff like that. But it was not the the the, the number of interruptions in that game was just not not cool. I said it a few times. We two times in a row we won the fair play. What is it? Table, whatever, in in England, and tonight we look like butchers when you look uh, when you look for after the the, the, the yellow cards we had. Um, so it was clever of of PSG, of Neymar, of all these, especially him probably, yeah. uh, but a lot of other players went down. Like um, it was really something serious, um, and. Obviously, we are not in our. We are not that calm anymore. We that makes you aggressive. Obviously, unfortunately, kind of negative aggressive, but doesn't help in football. Um, so you are rather frustrated than, you know, in a sport way angry that what you can use. That's to deal with. That's a job for us to deal with. Um, And um, if the ref let that happen, then you have to deal with it as a team. Um, I said in two, three, four situations we had to not, but we had the chance to do much better with one little decision. Robbo in the box, fantastic play there he was. And then we hit the first player who makes a sliding tackle. The the quick corner we had, we can go in the box and can do something else. there were a lot of moments with one little decision, different decision. We are in a very promising moment. So that's the reason why we lost, because we they scored two, we scored one, and um, in these moments, um, our decision making was not good
3: enough.
1: Okay, one more video then, we're going to go to John. If you could pass the mic in front of you when you've done this. Should you also
3: have been up against 10 men for much of the game? I'm thinking of Verratti's tackle on Joe Gomez.
4: Look, that's, that's again the situation. I, I, I don't like that part of my job, to be honest. That everybody has eyes, everybody sees it, everybody could write it, but you tell me always it's only a story if I say it. That I don't believe that, to be honest. I don't believe that. It's a, it's a, for me, it's a red card, yes. But what does that mean? That changes nothing. The only thing we have a story, and it looked I look like a bad loser. So I don't care whatever you write or whatever people think about that. I had a very good view on it, and it was if all it was for sure not the same color than these 500 other yellow cards. And there are not a lot of different colors to give, to be honest. And with the penalty, I have no idea how you how why that was a late decision. It was close to be. A, it was not even a foul for him. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but. It's over.
2: Okay. Yes, John, Murray, and then... Uh, like Jürgen,
4: the, the whole issue of game management is obviously seen as something that's very much part of the modern game. But in terms of the feigning
3: of, of injury, or what appears to be the feigning of injury, what, what can be done about that? What could the officials do about that?
4: I am not no, not really. I, I I would could say maybe five hundred thousand things, and nothing of them is uh, I want to read tomorrow in the newspaper. I will not read it, so I could say it. But um, um, you have a brain, think about it, and and write it down, or or. or do it with the mic, um, there are a lot of things what you could do. There are a lot of things, you can give yellow cards for everything, actually, for whatever you go down, it's nothing, you get a, you get a yellow card, you, you act like you die and the next moment you, you get up again, you can give a yellow card, it's all possible, it's not, what is this? not sportsman-like behaviour, not 100% sure, in Germany it, the translation is a yellow card, so you could do that. But at the end, it's it's just hectic. All the time is hectic. Everybody's going down, and, and, and it is not football anymore. But it was an important game, and they everybody tries to do it like they have to do it. I don't want I don't want to say that Paris didn't deserve. They they scored two, we scored one. It's just to chase a game. I don't. I never expect help from a ref. I only expect calm all these these things down. Because because then if that can happen, and everybody could do it. So, but it's obviously doesn't happen that often. To be 100% honest, yeah. so tonight it happened. The crowd is up, uh, and, now, and we were not calm enough. I, I, know, I know it's really difficult to stay calm in a situation. Yeah, even Joe Gomez got a yellow card. So he's not really a, um, the nicest boy uh, on this planet. So, but it was like it was close to get red. The next situation was yeah, was foul again. But that you, you thought, oh my God, they're all in danger, and um, that made made it quite difficult. But again. We did be lost because they scored 2v1 and we didn't play good enough.
1: Okay. One more, John, then we're going to go to the gentleman who's got his hand up there. Yeah, okay.
4: You'll be confident, though, Jurgen, that you can win at Anfield in the final match? yeah of course i know that we we, we need Anfield again eh? we need to create an atmosphere where, where where which is pretty special so we know that um but Na- napoli is a really strong side and they they played here well they played in, um against us really well okay we were not that good that night but they played really good um but it's in what is it 12 13 days am the 11th of december so we have a few other games before that but um yeah we have to make a special night of it, 100%, if you want to go through. And if we do that and win it, then we deserve it. If not, then we don't deserve it. That's how it is.
0: The Blood Red podcast from the
5: Liverpool Echo.
6: Okay, so the Reds had to go to Paris um, in the Champions League there. And it was never going to be easy, you know, Mbappe and Neymar, just to name a few. I thought the young Italian midfielder, Veratti, is who who didn't play the first game was very good though we could have went with a few challenges. Um listen, Liverpool lost that game in the first half. Um they basically win they had no spark um at the start of the game. I don't think they were pressing enough. I think they gave them too much space to PSG. And all the things that we done well last season we weren't doing there in the first half. Um the urgency, if you like, and the spark seem to have there seems to be something missing there with that at the moment. And even though we're um, defending well in general, and the goalkeeper and Van Dijk and the partnership with Gomez and all that's great, it it probably is getting the balance right between the defence and the attack, uh, because we haven't quite got that there yet. And I think that the balance in midfield in the in the three as well isn't there, isn't quite there either. So you know, unfortunately, disappointing night really overall. But moving on to the derby, um, I think. Everton have got now. They've lost all the losing players, if you know what I mean. I used to call them where Moyes was. He was negative, wasn't he? And he had a big crowd, and he just looked like frightened rabbits when he used to come to Anfield. But there's only Coleman left of them, I think now, really. And you know they're all, they've got a lot of new players, young players. The manager's quite young, and they're going to have a go. Um, if Liverpool are not on top of the game, uh, they won't win the game um, in the derby this year. We've, you know, we've been able to play Solanke and stuff like that and other ones and and get draws or wins but I think you know this time they're going to have a go I think obviously if we play to our best we'll win um, but you know we've got to have more spark and more quality in the final third than what we had tonight I think the other thing is is that you know got to get this balance right in the midfield and you know with Anderson not playing I think Milner's got to for his experience in a derby but then you could play Akita or Shaqiri or both of them um, in there as well I'd like to see you know but then you know, you've know got Genie Wijnaldum and Fabinho also looking for the game so it's going to be interesting who we picks there I'm interested every week if we picks there because I've said before I don't think we've, we've got it right yet there um, and some games like tonight the, the Fakir or the Coutinho type player might have, might have come in handy but like I say we lost it in the first uh, the first half so we've got to give our all on Sunday it's a big game it's going to be in most interesting derby for years I think and as I say I just thought we, uh, we performed to our best And if we do, we'll win.
5: Hi, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And, oh, Liverpool. Of course we've left it all to the last game in the group. Of course we have. Yeah, really disappointed. Uh, First half especially, we were really poor. And, you know, questions are going to be asked. I'm not sure the midfield was right for this one against PSG. Sorry, Jürgen. I can't understand why neither Fabinho or Cater got a look in here to start the game. Uh, The three of Milner, Hendo, Ginny, they were just bypassed far too easily at times and they weren't dealing with the attackers. They weren't dealing with Verratti at all. Um, He was just controlling the midfield. Not that he should have been on the pitch, really, after his tackle on Gomez, but he got away with that. And, yeah, PSG were... (laughs) Thoroughly unlikable, weren't they? Uh, I won't repeat some of the swear words I used watching Neymar tonight. But, uh, yeah, poor first goal to concede. Uncharacteristic error from Van Dijk. And then once PSG went 1-0 up, it it was in their favour, really. You know, they were happy to sit deep and counter, which is what they did for the second. And it just doesn't play to Liverpool's strength at all obviously I mean the penalty got us back in it stonewall penalty the end of the first half I'm not sure why the referee took so long to give that one but he had a shocker all night to be honest Um, but Milner put that away and it meant we were a lot better in the second half but still not good enough it has to be said Uh, saying that I mean poor first halves and better second halves seems to be a theme this season not sure why that is. It was the same against Watford at the weekend. It's been the same in a few other games this season. Uh, but to be honest, in the second half, we still didn't create enough chances here and it's a real concern going forward. You know, if we do get to the next round, our away form in the Champions League, it's it's been so bad. We've lost all three games in the group away from home. We've got to do something about that. So, yeah, a bit rubbish overall. <laughs> To be honest, but the positive is got the Merseyside derby this weekend, so we can get back to winning ways. Easy. <laughs> Cheers.
7: Josh from Witness with his thoughts on the PSG v Liverpool game. Really poor performance tonight from Liverpool, and we ended up losing two one. PSG started the game really, really well. They were playing almost the way that Liverpool were playing last uh, few months of the season uh, last year. Um, really pressing the ball, really everything was really quick. What they were doing, they didn't give us any time on the ball whatsoever. And for the first fifteen minutes, Liverpool literally we couldn't live with them. Um, they, they they deserved the goal. They they ended up going one nil in front. I think it was after about ten fifteen minutes they were one nil up. And there's absolutely no complaints. We were absolutely over, overrun. The midfield was absolutely overrun. The pace. It was like a whirlwind, a Whirlwind, to be honest. Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria. They, they were brilliant the first 15 minutes. But we went 1-0 down. A um, little deflection off the goal, but you can't argue 1-0. They, they, they deserved to be 1-0 in front. But we settled into it a little bit after that, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the game. Settled down. I mean, we didn't create anything, but we settled down, calmed it down a little bit. But PSG was still... massively on top of the game. Um, They were bossing the midfield. It was the midfield area for me. It was bossing the game. Verratti and Marquinhos absolutely bossed the midfield. And they were almost outnumbered in there with the way they were playing with their wing-backs when they had the ball. We we were awful today. But as I say, we came back into it a little bit, but then they ended up going on getting the second just on a quick counter-attack. Absolutely devastating, a counter-attack. It was in, you know, there all, all, all the big names were involved, Neymar, Cavani, Mbappé. It was obviously Neymar who ended up slotting the rebound in the end. And the 2-0 in front, and there's absolutely no hope of us getting back into it. Absolutely abysmal Liverpool first half. And then right at the end of the first half, we got an absolute lifeline. We haven't had a chance. We haven't had anything in the game and I think it's De Maria, makes a daft challenge on the edge of the box. Referee doesn't initially give it, but we give them the due, they've had a bit of consultation or whatever. It was a stone-cold penalty, I don't think they can argue. Stone-cold penalty, and Milner obviously steps up, takes the penalty, makes it 2-1 just before half-time, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, this is, this is an absolute godsend, this is a lifeline. We haven't been at the races here, but if we've got back into this, made the 2-1, We can get them in at half time clock and give them a a bit of a rollicking and maybe we can push on the second half um but obviously the game ended up finishing 2-1 and that didn't happen second half we were much better didn't have the as much intensity from uh, psg as they did in the first half we did have a little bit more possession but still we didn't really create anything you can't say we, we really threatened psg i would like to think that they had a bit of a rocket a bit of a rocket um, at halftime from Klopp. To, you know, we were we were awful in that first half. weren't at the races. PSG was so up for it. It was almost like that. We we knew that this result didn't matter in a way because it was all it was all, It's in the back of the fans' minds. Maybe it's in the back of the the players' minds that no matter what happened tonight, if we Beat Napoli at Anfield in a couple of weeks by two goals. We're through, and that's the sort of thing that we thrive on at Anfield. You know, knowing we know what we've got to do, and more often than not, we get the results. So maybe that was in the back of the minds, but to me, this should have been an opportunity. It was almost a free hit. There's nothing to lose. Go out, go out and beat these. And there's there's no issue. There's no issue. Nothing to worry about. Against the, for the Napoli game, you, you're already through. Or you've already the through depending on results, but now we've got a goal. We've got a we've got a massive game now, which you know, you know, the fans are going to enjoy it, the players are going to enjoy it, but we shouldn't be in this position. Really, we should already be qualified in this group, and we should be getting it. We should be already in the last sixteen, but this is just the way it is. But on tonight's game, um, I think you need to look at the PSG side and see the difference between. Liverpool and PSG, I thought Verratti and Marquinhos in midfield were absolutely magnificent. That Verratti absolutely ran the game. I think he was, to me, he was the man of the match. Maybe lucky lucky to be on the pitch. Bit of a dodgy challenge in that first half. Caught Gomez, could have made a bit of a meal of it Gomez, quite a high challenge, but credit to Gomez, didn't. But Bad challenge could have could have been a red, but you know, in a way, glad it didn't. Didn't want to, You don't want to ruin the game. But Verratti, absolutely magnificent. Comparing him to someone like you know, a, a Jordan Henderson, who I thought was absolutely awful tonight. Wasn't great the other night and ended up getting sent off was against Watford, and then tonight he didn't he didn't string two passes together for me. Didn't barely find a red shirt. Again, looked massively off the pace. a little bit worrying to be honest, because Henderson's been, he has been important for players over an important player for us over the last few years. But he's, he he just looked massively out of his depth there again today. And as the club captain, it was it was a really 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 bad performance. And the three in midfield, they were all poor. Don't get me wrong, they were all poor. Milner, Wijnaldum, they were they were all three. them were average and. To be honest, the two of them came off, didn't they? And it was only it was only Henderson that stayed on, but I think if, if he wasn't the captain, he would have been for me, he would have been the first one to be get dragged off. We need to see a little bit more from a couple of the players we've bought. So, you know, I'd like I'd like to see more of Cater. Let's see what he's about. A bit more pace in the side if he's in there, a bit more bit more invention, a bit more link up. I think we could have maybe tried to slot him in from the stars. I can understand the thinking to try, you know, pack the midfield a little bit of his You know, nothing too adventurous. But someone like a Cater, maybe Cater instead of Milner would have been a better option. I, I, I don't know, it's all hindsight, isn't it? But all in all, wasn't a great performance, but all we've got to do is beat Napoli in a couple of weeks and we're into the knockout stages of the Champions League. Maybe we would have took that at the start of the group but we've had opportunities. We should have really, we should have really been done and dusted this group. We should have been through comfortably. But this is what we thrive on. So if we get the result, we can get the results against Napoli. I, I, I honestly do think we can get the results, and then you're into knockout stages. And I've said it before: anything can happen. It's been proven. Look, our history speaks for itself. So we've just got a. Try and forget about today It was a bit of a I think it was a bit of a free hit But they haven't taken the opportunity We'll go on now To Derby at the weekend Let's get a big result in the Derby Keep the pressure on in the league And I really do fancy us To get the results against Napoli And get to the Knockout stage of the Champions League
0: The Blood Red Podcast From the Liverpool Echo The Blood Red Podcast From the Liverpool Echo Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool have been beaten 2-1 in Paris. James Milner's 150th Reds appearance saw him score from the penalty spot, but it wasn't enough. And that means, of course, that it sets up a a really enticing Anfield night in a couple of weeks' time. Liverpool can win 1-0 and they'll go through, otherwise they have to win by two or more goals. Um, And hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a famous Anfield night. I'm sure the atmosphere is going to be brilliant, but equally it would have been nice to, to have got through already. But on the night then, a few thoughts from uh, the game against PSG. I thought the midfield was really poor in the first half, really, really struggled with uh, Marco Verratti in particular. Although uh, the Italian, by the end of the game, was probably wondering how he was still on the pitch. I think the tackle on Joe Gomez was probably a red card. And even if you said that was a yellow card, there was at least two or three other fouls that warranted yellows. So it was a bizarre performance from the referee all night, to be honest. I don't know how he managed to give a corner instead of a penalty. And thankfully, the official behind the goal corrected him. Um, But a really tough night all round, I would say. Um, Sadio Mane, I thought, was good. I thought out of the front three, certainly he was the best. Very direct. We know he's got pace, he's got trickery, he's got skill and, and thankfully he, he managed to win the penalty just before half-time to give us some hope. Um, the second half then, I thought we were much better. The midfield in particular, we seemed to be passing it forwards a lot more. We penned them in for the first 15-20 minutes and then PSG kind of uh, made a few changes. Adrian Rabio came on. I thought he made a, a bit of a difference near the end just to help them shore the game up. Um, Naby Keita when he came on for Liverpool I thought he showed a few good touches it's a shame he wasn't ready to to come in from the start really because James Milner, Jordan Henderson and and Genie Wijnaldum none of them really had a great game today I thought Wijnaldum was anonymous which uh, is a slight concern both him and Milner started the season really well but the last couple of weeks they've not been anywhere near at, at that level that they were a month or so ago the other concern for me was Roberto Firmino's performance. He's played in all 33 of the European games that we've had under Jurgen Klopp, uh, but I thought tonight he was pretty anonymous. All season he's not been quite at his best, but you know I think he's only scored two or three goals this season. And if Liverpool are going to get through in the Champions League and are going to go far in the Premier League as well, that's got to improve. Before that deciding game against Napoli then, uh, a couple of games to get through first, Everton of course on Sunday and then Burnley next week. Hopefully the Reds can find some kind of form before then in an attacking sense.
8: Hello, it's Matt Whitty, COP season ticket holder, reflecting on Liverpool's 2-1 away defeat to Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, really disappointing result and uh, generally disappointing performance overall, to be honest. Uh before before kick off, uh it looked like we'd gone for a four three three. Um I was a bit disappointed that we'd gone for our sort of usual away performance, uh midfield three of one Henderson and Milner, um and not played one of uh, Keita Cater or Shaqiri just to just to add that slightly different dimension. Um I think the thing is that Although our defence has improved clearly this year in in the league, uh, you know part of our overall defence is that we're so dangerous going forward. And at the beginning of the season, that that midfield three were offering a lot of threat going forward, and we're all on 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 top of their game. But in recent weeks, it really has not we've not been working, and we've needed something, you know. Different, you know, a player to b- break the lines. Either, you know, uh, when Aldon the other day, at, at Watford was doing it a bit, or you know, you'd think like a cater or a shakiri coming in. And the uh, the strange thing was tonight was that the supposed solid mid three, you know, starting with that, the uh, you know, PSG cut through us, you know, two or three times in the first ten or fifteen minutes, and that was the uh, that was sort of the the start of the worries. And uh, yeah, we were sloppy for their opener with a a miss hit clearance from Van Dyke and uh, three of our players watching the ball as it dropped for Bernat, who was who was on the move and and uh, and tucked it away. Um, after that, after that opener, PSG sat back a little. Uh, they, uh, we had a bit more possession. Uh, Verratti was unbelievably unluck- uh, unbel- unbelievably lucky to get away with uh, a yellow when he came flying into Gomez. Uh, you know studs first top of the calf and uh, you know thankfully Gomez was okay um, but also it's a bit of the uh, the naivety that you see with this team sometimes you know we're, we're sometimes looked at as a, a team of um, you, know, maybe, uh, you know maybe aside from Firmino for, for, for a team that sort of plays a bit too nicely and doesn't give away those free kicks and uh, yeah I just, I just thought we were a bit naive and um, and if you know if gomez is uh, you know takes a, takes 20 seconds to recover from that bad tackle, you know the referees really uh, really got a decision to make um, I thought, yeah I just thought it was a bit naive really, a bit like Henderson's first yellow against uh, Watford in that he clearly was pulled back um first you know had his shirt pulled and uh, yeah didn't didn't you know he didn't go down, stayed on his feet. Tried to win it back and then committed the same offence backwards, uh, same same offence back basically. So I think we we really need to uh, to to get a bit more streetwise in uh, in the big games, particularly where it's tight. Uh, I think despite the uh, despite the possession we had after after PSG's first first goal, um, we really saw the limitations of that midfield three. There was no killer ball. I mean you know we had over hit passes out of play from milner genie and henderson um in that in that period and then during that same period we were also hit on the break with a with a you've got to say brilliant counter uh from p s g um albeit with a, an excellent save from Alisson, uh from cavani in in the middle of that um and then as as we got closer to to half time there was a you know an outrageous uh, penalty decision not given by the ref against uh, against Manny, and it was perhaps the first decision I've ever seen uh, watching a lot of football uh, given by uh, an assistant behind the goal. I don't know why the referee changed his mind to uh, to get the decision. And uh, yeah, su- superb uh, superb pen by uh, by Milner um, against Buffon, who uh, who's who's one of the best key- goalkeepers I've seen in my lifetime, and his you could see his influence you know across the whole PSG team in terms of his communication the uh, you know the whole game really but uh, yeah great 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 pin by milner um, second half better start uh, a nice link up between um, genie and milner for a familiar chance that was was blocked we had more pressure had a, you know a series of half chances and corners it was a bit of a joke uh, no foul or yellow given again to Verratti for a pretty clear pull on Salah uh but uh yeah, we saw uh you know, the, the clearly Tuchel was um worried enough to take off Di Maria and Cavani around the uh, sixty five minute mark. And uh yeah, we I, I thought I thought all night really we struggled with um PSG's flexible formation. Um, you know, sometimes sort of three at the back, sometimes four and sort of flexing how they were playing throughout the pitch. But uh after after that the, the, the substitution of um, Di Maria and Cavani—it was a pretty clear four-four-two, and Cater uh, came on for us around the same time. Uh, great save from Alisson, from Marquinhos uh, from a good header from him, and then last twenty minutes we had storage coming on, and uh, yeah, you, you you kind of thought we'd create at least one clear chance. Uh, we had the Robo chance with uh, Thiago Silva, sort of dramatically off the pitch. And he just couldn't qu- find the pass, uh, find the cross, and uh, yeah. Again, another another no yellow from uh, uh, Verratti on Cater and uh, at the other end of the pitch, a, a brilliant tackle from uh, Van Dijk on Neymar when he when he cut back, and Van Dijk was wise to it and got his f- uh, foot in, and uh, you know again on the, on the counter, great cover from Robbo to cover from a, another attack by uh, uh, by uh, by mbappe uh yeah i'd i'd say overall um worrying away form really in the champions league um it's still in our hands but there's a a, a big big performance needed against napoli it's quite complicated given the uh, the late the later way goal but uh if we win by two two clay goals, it's still in our hand, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go for that.
3: Mark Baker commenting on Paris Saint Germain versus Liverpool from the Champions League. So, uh, poor result for Liverpool against the side who've got quality players listed throughout the side. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And in a game where it's given Liverpool a A challenge in which to qualify for the knockout stages of the Champions League after the results. So I think first thing is to note that Liverpool are playing in the Champions League and is the highest elite level of football so everything has to be taken into perspective when you make comments about potentially what, what they're not doing well, what they can improve and there always has to be in the back of your mind the feeling that they are operating against sides with very good quality, high level ability, and ultimately, the the highest stage, if you like. So, I think it's I think it's evident that Liverpool have played this season and nowhere near hit the heights of some of the, the the performances they they put in last year in terms of the attack and football and and the way they're able to transfer the ball. Now, against Paris Saint Germain, I think we've seen a blueprint which we've been watching an awful lot in terms of how it is how is best to play against Liverpool and how you can get the the most advantageous gains in in trying to implement a plan to stop Liverpool and also hurt them at the same time. So, I think there's a bit of a misconception that Liverpool are suddenly not performing this season and putting in some really bad performances. There was some last season from Liverpool, and as much as everybody talks about how great Liverpool were to wear towards the back end of the season, a lot of the problems that you're now seeing this season come to the fore last season but they get forgot about somewhat because of Liverpool's uh, ascent to the final of the Champions League but I'll, I'll go into to what I mean just as clearly as I can so the blueprint definitely is for playing Liverpool especially way from home against sides who've got good quality players so the kinds of good quality who can hit you in the final phase. And PSG certainly come into that category. Others have come into the category as well, such as such as Napoli, for example, which is a, another great example of players who are good enough to hear you when they get into higher areas of the of the football pitch. Yeah, Arsenal was another one in the in the Premier League, in which Liverpool struggled for for long spells within the game and looked vulnerable. So it's against this high quality opposition that I'm talking about, and like I say, the strategy seems to be. Come out the blocks, pressure Liverpool high in their own defensive third when they attempt to build up and build the game from the back. And we've talked about this before, Liverpool have really struggled in that regard. So in the early spells of games, have an organised pressure. So making sure that the angles and distances of the opponents are correct in which to press the ball, steal the ball and put Liverpool on the back foot now you might say to yourself, "Well, a lot of teams implemented this style against Liverpool last season and, and I'd agree with you to some extent and it was one of the reasons why Liverpool did so well in games because they were able to beat the initial pressure of the opposition and play through midfield into the higher players and and get overloads either side of the pitch or 1v1, 2v2 situations. But it almost almost, almost always sorry, came against teams whose organisation wasn't quite there so they were a split second off in terms of the pressure on the ball, or the pressure for Liverpool, from Liverpool to actually transfer it. And that meant that Liverpool could play out, and it meant that Liverpool could quickly spring and get it into their their best players, which are the, the front three and the side. And as I say, um, hate the opposition. However, the teams this season... Who've come up against Liverpool are much more wary because Liverpool have now established themselves as a team who can really do damage to it. And the organisation of the pressure they're putting on Liverpool and trying to build up the play has meant that Liverpool face a new challenge in terms of having to move the ball quicker, think quicker, and execute execute the forts quicker. And Liverpool have been found one, there's absolutely no question about that. You've seen it in the first half again against Paris Saint Germain, in which they, they simply couldn't build the game, kept handing the ball back to the French champions and putting themselves in dangerous situations, and, and went in 2-0 down as a result. They're very impotent in terms of what they did themselves in the final fair because they just so- simply couldn't transfer the ball. Now, that's a collective thing in terms of are they making good enough angles as a team to be able to play out? But also it's an individual thing. I mean, a lot of the time you didn't see players open up their shoulders. They weren't playing on the half-term. They had a closed body shape when receiving the ball. The ball wasn't transferred quickly enough. Too many touches, too slow, the weight to the pass. The weight of the pass not being able to, to take the next pass forward. So it was de- all of them aspects come together. But it's a massive problem that Liverpool have got when they come up against the best of sides. Now, that's the first plan for the best of sides to have against Liverpool. And in this period, what Liverpool needs to do is they need to stay in a game, or they need to find a solution to the problem, first of all. But if they can't, stay in the football match. Now, once Liverpool go a goal behind, that's a massive problem for Liverpool then. Because then what what the second stage in the, the actual tactics used against Liverpool are is to hand Liverpool the ball operating a deep to mid-block on the on the football pitch. And Liverpool are then forced to have the ingenuity, the imagination, to be able to break a side down. So they've gone from one problem to the next then. So the opposition have expended energy in the first part, got themselves a lead, disrupted Liverpool. But now Liverpool are offered the ball. It was an, another example of being against Red Star, for example. So... Liverpool are then offered the ball. And what can Liverpool then do with the ball? How, can they have the the craft, especially in that midsection of the pitch, really? We've talked about, I don't want to I feel like a corner about this every week, but we've talked about the loss of Felipe you know, and, and Liverpool obviously haven't got that kind of player. But what have Liverpool got in that midfield? Well, they've got very good players, but they haven't got enough quality in terms of having that that, that craft, that guile to be able to see things quicker, execute what they see, see passes that maybe other players don't see, and break down a team who then sink into a shape and operate in compact units. And that is the second phase. Now, at this point, I've seen it from Liverpool in many games, they just haven't looked like scoring. I mean, let's take the Chelsea game, for example, in the second half. Daniel Sturridge scores an absolutely fantastic goal from outside the penalty area, but Liverpool never really looked like scoring in that half. I know Shaqiri missed one, flashed across the six-yard box, but they lack ideas and Liverpool's front three are fantastic footballers I think they're really good players but the what i describe as the main element of the game is and where are the most effective is having space so against many of the teams Liverpool were successful against last season they transferred the ball quickly as I say got overloads on the pitch 1v1s 2v2s and they were deadly in them kind of situations teams are not offering Liverpool that space now the more wise there's a lot more Fret in what they see from Liverpool they treat them as a bigger side now in terms of la- last season they were almost a surprise package if you like especially in Europe and so that's a, that, then Liverpool have found with a situation where what can you do and it's, it's like the second half in, in terms of PSG Liverpool had long spells of possession in the second half but never looked likely to hear Paris Man, and it was a game plan effective throughout really and they were, they were deserved winners in the outcome of the football match now, how do Liverpool solve the problem? Well, they, quite frankly, they're not going to get Felipe Coutinho back. It's not, not possible. Now, Jaden Shaquiri has been the best player in China, have that imagination within the side. But they need something from that midfield area. And, and if that must mean that Shaquiri has to play, then he has to play. It's as simple as that. I mean, it might, like we talked about before, it might mean rejigging the system to accommodate him, which isn't an ideal situation. But at the moment, against the better opposition, it just seems that Liverpool are so predictable, so laboured, so leaden-footed, if you like, in trying to transfer the ball. And that's what happened again tonight. So, I don't think it'll be the last time we see it happen. It's certainly not the first. But, if it's not solved in terms of individuals, so if Liverpool can't solve it in terms of who they can get on the football field. Like I say, I feel Shaqiri has to play in this circumstance. Then how else can they, they solve the issue? How can they get their players in better areas of the field to hurt the opposition? Now, it might be a tactical thing. Can he can he tweak it slightly? I know he's tried with the, the change of the system, the 2-3-1 as opposed to 4-3-3. Three, three. It's about trying to get players in pockets of space Is it going to be difficult for Liverpool to break sides down when they adopt that approach? Absolutely, because Liverpool don't seem to have them kind of players. But by trying to stretch the pitch, because what a lot of teams do as well against Liverpool is, normally when they sit there in a shape, is they normally force the ball wide. Liverpool are a known, probably one of the best teams in Europe for attacking the centre of the pitch. But unfortunately, when you force them wide, they're nowhere near as effective, and teams are also wise to that situation. So, in them terms, and it's like anything... When, when you're facing teams like that, is make sure you maintain attacks. Make sure the circulation of the ball, try and move that ball as quickly as possible. If it needs to be recycled, then recycle it. Come out the other way. Maintain that pressure. What you can't do is you can't force balls forwards. You can't try and play balls that aren't on. Then what happens is it's cut out, then another, another attack breaks down. Then you've got to wait a couple of minutes to, to, to potentially win the ball back the rhythm of the game's broken. It's exactly what the opposition wants. So Liverpool have to be more patient in that circumstance. Now, everyone talks about, well, move the ball quicker. This is what you're always hearing in football. You say move the ball quicker. They've got to move the ball quicker. Well, it's much harder, said than done, to move the, the ball quickly in tight spaces against a compact shape. But Liverpool have to be remain more patient, have to stretch the pitch as, as much as possible. And if they can try and do so, overload, overload certain areas on the pitch that is up to Klopp to solve that problem because if he's not going to play Shaqiri, it simply doesn't seem that he's got anyone else in his squad who, as an individual, has that amount of imagination and craft to be able to solve the problem. So he has to do it with the positioning of his players on the field. And at the moment, the positioning of his players on the field and the personnel is not helping the side to be able to achieve that.
0: You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.